Hi, we're Katie, Jessica, and Shannon, and this is Boy Problems Podcast, a community focused on supporting families navigating substance use disorder. We hope sharing our stories, introducing you to experts, and answering all the questions you have no one else to ask will help you better navigate your story. Through our partners' recoveries, we found each other and formed our own squad, one we know is so valuable to how we manage this disease in our relationships. So we started bringing a microphone to our hangouts to extend our conversations to others just like us. When you're here, you're not alone. Today is part two of the anxiety attack episode, our conversation with Jessica. Jessica recently suffered a generalized anxiety and panic attack, and we had a really deep conversation with her on how it has manifested in her, um, what the recent panic attack was. Uh, So this is part two of our conversation. Tune into part one. Uh, She talks a lot about when she realized when she had this when she was a kid and how she's kind of struggled with it um, as she's gotten older. And to be really honest, this last one was like the worst one I've ever had Um, to a point where I was kind of scared, honestly. Um, And I was like, okay, I really need help. Like I'm out of my, I've never been this bad. I don't know how to really navigate this. It was the first time I was like, oh, I might need like immediate help. (laughs) Um, So that was different, but there is a time, there is a moment, like a clear moment after some days of being like, no, that's not it. I can handle this. I can white knuckle it. Like it'll pass where I realized like, oh no, this isn't working. And then it's like, I need more help. Um, now, obviously counseling is a huge part for me. Um, I had other, I had count, I had some, like I was in a group therapy thing that took a break, uh, right before summer. Um, So that's why I hadn't been seeing my counselor regularly. I was seeing her once a month in a group setting. So that's why I had stopped that. I had been medicated. That was helping. I got off of those. I had a health coach, but it's like, you know, like when it's like comparing this again to recovery, like for me, when my husband has been like, I'm going to go to this meeting or I'm going to get a different sponsor, or I'm going to try not to be on Vivitrol, but try this or weed or whatever. And I feel like I do the same thing. It's like, oh, all of these tools there's so many tools I could use. Like what's going to work for me? Like I'm going to try them on and some work and some really fucking don't. Um, I still haven't found like the sweet spot, but yeah, it's, it's so much easier to look back when you feel better and be like, Oh, that's so obvious, (laughs) but it's really hard in the moment. I mean, it just really is. So I guess my answer is no, I don't really I didn't reach out to my counselor. And when I had told her about this, she was like, why didn't you text me? And I was like, it wasn't even an option in my mind. It never crossed my mind. Never. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's an isolating thing. It's like one of those things where like, I just have to stop thinking. I just have to stop. And it like doesn't fucking work like that. So, but you asked a good question, which was, how do you help? I think this is really personal. It's a personal thing, I think, um, by per, like, I can only speak for me, but I really don't know. Um, you know, one of the things like Katie mentioned, I hadn't talked to her. We typically talk all damn day, um, <laughs> but I hadn't talked to her in a couple of weeks. Right before we started recording, she was like, remember that time we weren't talking? And I was like, no. 
because again, in my mind, it's, I'm not thinking about that's not time where it's registering to me. It's like, I'm living minute to minute and I'm not looking back and being like, it's been three days since I've talked to Katie. It's just not the way it works because I'm not looking forward or backward. I'm just looking down in front of me. And um, so it's interesting because that's something I wouldn't have been aware of in the moment. It was just very much like a, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, so I think that for me, and if you know a person really well, and it's obvious that things are changing with them, like that's all, that's a good sign. You know, for me, like you guys have known me long enough to know, like when I'm doing okay and when I'm totally not. And um, I don't think there's anything wrong with like just calling it out and just being like, Hey, noticing this about you. Are you okay? Like, have you thought about reaching out to Sue? Or I don't think any of that hurts, you know, like, I think worst case is the person is just like, no, I think I'm fine. You know, like you can't really control, but um, yeah, I don't, there's not a good answer for that other than like just being there answering the phone before your massage, when you feel like you're going to die in front of your one-year-old. Uh, I, I remember like the thing that something that I talked to Katie about, cause like I would hear from Katie, like she would say, like, I think she's just really overwhelmed. Like she said, she's got so much going on with like work and like, she has no more like brain space for anything. So then mm -hmm. I would like, well, I don't like, what do I like call her and make her like talk about this? And like, is that like, then like, am I burdening her by being like, hey, I know you're already overwhelmed. So like, here's more. So then a lot of times I would just default to like, well, I'll just like give her space. But then, yeah. then there's the times of like thinking back or like, well, then does that come up, feel like, oh, I'm ignoring you or I don't care. Or I don't know. So that's where like, for me on the outside as a friend, like that's kind of what I struggled with. Like, well, one, I don't really know, like when I call her, what am I going to say at this point? And Are you okay? call her, is that adding to the overwhelm? Yeah. Well, this is great. This is a good conversation. Um, I think that uh, for me personally, you know, just like we say, a call is an invitation. So like calling me would have been an invitation I could have accepted or not, depending on how I felt um and then I think anything that's like a distraction right like um going on a walk or going on a bike ride or like meeting up like and sometimes I would say no um to that but um you know if you know me really well and I say no just come to my house um you know like I think that it's it's an instinct to be alone but I think that I'm better if I'm not alone it's really hard in the moment to be like because it also feels very little, like what Katie said, like that night I called her about like being afraid to swallow water. In my mind, I was about to die in front of my kid. That was what was happening in my mind. But it sounds so like, and I even realize how dumb it sounds. So it's really difficult to be like, hey, uh, can you come over here right now and hang out with me tonight so my husband gets home so I can like be supervised um, and drink water? Because that sounds really crazy, you know? So it's hard to articulate like that you need help because it doesn't feel like 
anything real is happening if that makes sense it's like really hard to justify like I need a friend to come over tonight because I'm afraid to drink water like that this is kind of silly you know and, and it would be really easy to be like never mind that's dumb I can survive <laughs> but I might have you know uh, um I don't know so I think that yeah it's hard but maybe just learning about the person and kind of their triggers and how they are need support and then when they're healthy having that conversation about like next time if this happens like what can I do um I think that that's maybe the best it's really hard in the moment to to for me to tell you what I need because I don't even really know yeah um, but yeah I think that's why it was so helpful that you earlier described like where you were and how things felt like physically and mentally and all of the things because um like I will admit that there were times that I felt just like very frustrated mm-hmm. like because you know like you there were things that we had agreed on that three of us were going to do in each area. And then like, you weren't doing those. And so then I'd be like frustrated, like, oh my gosh, like Mm -hmm. we're all busy with work. Like, and I was thinking, you know, then you get into the place of comparing like, man, like last year, like I felt like I was really busy and I was still doing all of these things. And so it's just the, I think, how do I want to say this? Um, but like having an understanding of the way people are processing it differently and like the levels, like Mm -hmm. there's a difference between being like very overwhelmed and having like a lot of work and feeling like, you know, you're working nonstop because in, in 2021, I was working basically 8am to like 11pm every day, but Mm -hmm. I also wasn't like crying every day and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so I think that can sometimes be challenging for people who want to be supportive when then you're comparing it to your own experience. Like, well, yeah, I've been really busy, but I've still done this or I don't know. So it's just like, hopefully it's also helpful to other people who are listening to this to like Mm -hmm. realize like the difference. And like, now I also have a better understanding of like what it was like for you in the moment. Like because I, all I was just hearing was like, oh, she's really busy, has a lot going on at work, mm-hmm. but that still didn't paint the picture of like how everything was kind of like caving in on you, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's good. I, I want to um, touch on that. You bring up a good point of like the expectations um, of a person. I, I think that it's not fair to like use my anxiety or my panic disorder, like my mental illness to, as an excuse, right? Like, I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, well, it's fine. Jessica's not doing that because she probably has anxiety. Like, I don't think that that's fair to the people that I'm close with. So like, I don't want to use that as an excuse forever. Like I, in the moment, like, I had to set some hard boundaries. Well, it wasn't even in that moment. Like in that moment, I was just like flaking because that's all I could do, you know? Um, but then shortly after I had that conversation with you guys, it was like, look, I can't do that. Like I had to set some real boundaries because I, I couldn't go back there. Like I needed time, right? Um, I think though it's my responsibility to then 
take what happened and and be responsible for the way I take care of myself and show up because it still doesn't change the fact that like if I'm gonna be in a relationship if I'm gonna have a friendship if I'm going to have um you know a passion project like I need to be able to be held accountable in the same way that other people are right but yeah so while yes it's like excusable maybe this time but if this was happening all the time or like the same thing that I think about with my husband like okay you relapsed you got overwhelmed like this this and this but you can't just keep fucking doing that and like using the same excuse and it being okay you know like you have to figure it out and like figure out a better way to take care of yourself and that's how I view my anxiety it's like okay now that happened and that was really bad and thank god like that's over but like now how can I take better care of myself so I can show up for the people I care about um I I'm still working on that but I don't think that that's an excuse if that makes sense yeah that does and I do think like you used it as a learning like a learning experience and like you said it was really helpful then you know a few weeks later when things like the dust was kind of settling and you'd had a chance to like process like how did it how did things get so bad and then we Mm -hmm. met and we were able to you were able to tell us and I know it was hard for you because you've talked about this also like you want to do do it all and you always Mm want to make sure that you are performing at the highest level and so I know that it is probably hard recognizing hey this is this is the amount of time and energy that I can dedicate. And like, I have to put up this boundary and it may be disappointing to other people. It may not be like the standard that I've set for myself previously, but Mm -hmm. then it was helpful for all of us involved because it's like, okay, now we can figure out who's, who's taking on different responsibilities. What things can we put on the back burner for now? And because that was like the main frustration Mm -hmm. of the not knowing. So yeah. I mean, it's very similar to like the conversations I've had with my husband. It's so weird having this conversation with you guys. Yeah. It, there's been a lot of, uh, yeah, work. because I feel like, um, yeah, it's similar. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, like we need to be healthy and I would have in a younger version of myself kept like killing myself to meet other people's expectations. And I just can't do that anymore. Maybe it was like becoming a mom and then realizing like, I got to like actually show up for this other, like, I don't know. It was something has changed in the recent years where I'm like, I just can't keep doing that. And so it is really hard for me to admit like, look, I really care, but I just can't. Um, and especially because one of my biggest triggers and like the thing that degrades my mental health the quickest is social media. And it's, I've known it for a while and I've tried to like, limit it and do different things or whatever but I can't fucking be on social media it's terrible for me it's terrible terrible and I haven't been on it in months and it's great like I actually just deleted my Facebook um like gone and um yeah so I mean that's a very small thing that has a real impact on me um especially if you're a perfectionist and um unsure where you want your life to go and all this shit like it's the last place you want to be for for me um so that's hard. That took me like a good two years to actually let go of that. Like it's small, but it's like, it's not a place I can be health, be a healthy person. And that's also a big part of what we're doing with social media, but like, I just can't be on it. Um, 
so it's interesting because I would have done like and I was doing it at my own expense for a while and it's like that's just not something I can do it's hard to admit but it's like I'm healthier when I'm not there so I just need to not be there yeah and I think um (laughs) so I think uh, for me um being that we did talk so frequently um it was very difficult for me I knew you were coming off your meds and we had the conversation like I remember where I was like on Keystone as we're driving and you're like I'm coming off the meds blah 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 blah. because you've done this before because we've known Mm -hmm. each other for eight years now. So I don't know. We've been known each other for many years now. And so you've done this before. And like, it's like, you were saying the same things that you had said last time. And so it was very, um, it was very difficult for me to navigate and, and, you know, whether or not you choose, I don't give a shit if you're on meds or not, but I know in the past, what you've said is I start feeling great. And then I'm like, well, I'm fine now. So I don't need the meds. I just needed them to get through this, this rough patch. And so it was difficult for me because I didn't want to be that bitch. And I still don't want to be that bitch of like, listen, dude, you're out of whack. Just get back on your pills because I also have had a hang up. Like I'm on depression meds right now, but I've also had the hang up of not wanting to be on medicine. And you've described, like, I know that you are very in tune with your body and you Mm -hmm. have made comments about you feel less creative or a little bit muted and things like that. And that's not some, as a friend, I would don't want that for you. Mm-hmm. However, now taking a step back, I would almost rather you be that than only drinking a sip of water yeah. a day. And so that was a very, that was difficult to navigate because we would talk occasionally and you would say these things and, and you, you know, at the front, you were like, please tell me if you notice a difference. And I was starting okay. to notice a I was starting to notice a difference, but you, it was just, it was just very difficult to navigate. Like I can hear what you're saying. And I am that friend that literally shows up on people's doorsteps. Like Mm -hmm. that's just what I do. Um, but it was just, I mean, that's neither here nor there actually in this case. Um, but it it was interesting to navigate with you Mm -hmm. on this path. Yeah. Cause I don't know any advice because I, I feel we're close and I feel we're close enough where I was trying to say, like, have you really thought about it? And even if you would have gone down the, the route of, you know, doing the marijuana thing just to chill you out, but it was just, it, it was, and, and then the psychiatrist, like, it was just, it was very difficult to watch. Yeah. It's hard. Um, it's hard, you know, it's hard because, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's something about the way this works for me is like, I just don't want to be on meds, but I'm learning that it could be something that I just need to do. Um, you don't kind of figure that out though, unless you do the trial and error, I think, um, it's, it sucks, but it's like, again, very similar to like my husband's like relapse cycle. It's like, what tools are going to work for you? And like, you feel good and you're like, a lot of circumstances had changed. So I'd had severe postpartum anxiety and, um, you know, many of the circumstances around what got me on meds had resolved. And so it was like, okay, well, let's see. And then at the same time, my job like totally took a, a 180 and like, it, it was again, but that's just proof that like, you just don't know what's coming. You can't control and the, everything. And the thing with your mom that really kind of got to you too. 
that was a big piece of it my mom had like a medical emergency um which is crazy um yeah that happened at the same time um yeah you know you can't control these things like stress is going to happen and so if you're a person with a high level of stress all the time and then this external like things you can't control like it's like well what do I do and for a long time exercise and other healthy habits like helped me maintain but I've struggled finding that balance like after having a kid and living in the pandemic and now working at home it's like it's all trial and error and like figuring out how to inject like healthy stuff to be to be a better version of myself but I did find out something I don't know if this would help anyone but there is this um like DNA like test that you can do or like a blood test I don't exactly know the way it's done but um I'm gonna do it so my therapist recommended because I have such an aversion to getting on meds and I felt like what I was on like Katie said like muted me and I didn't feel very like I just kind of felt like blah, you know, Um, there is this test you can take um, called gene sight and we can link it, but it's basically this test that evaluates your chemical makeup and pairs you with the um, like drug that or like a prescription drug that would best support your chemistry. So um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing that. I mean, I feel like it's probably going to come back the same thing I was on, but, um, but yeah, there are things like that, that can help you if you like, don't, I don't want to play like medicine roulette and like be on things that make me feel really shitty and then get off of them and try something else. Like that's exhausting. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I am doing that at my doctor's appointment this month. Um, so I'm, I'm, I am going to go down the, the medication route, but um yeah I don't know that's a resource if anyone is interested in in that but you'll have to um update us on those results and how that like pans out then I'm excited about it actually I think it's I love sciencey stuff I love learning about myself too much but um I think that this would be a healthy way of like figuring out I can confidently take the medicine then and be like oh okay this is what I need you know I think I need that like this is what my body is missing and might help me. And I, th- I think it's interesting too. Um, like you just said that like this, like I can figure out what my body needs. Like maybe this is a bunch of hooey, who knows, but I think you seeing yeah. this report and if it says take 500 mil- milligrams of like Lexapro, I don't even know. I'm just saying a drug, like you and your brain would be like the science backs it up. And so I'm going to do it. And so I'm going to feel better. And I think that's like, um, I'm not saying yeah. it wouldn't work, but I think that would help you. Like you said, support kind of a decision that you're making it removes my mind's um wandering you know so yeah for sure mm-hmm. well jessica that's a lot. are we done <laughs> uh yes i think we're <laughs> well thank you for sharing it was it's a difficult it was a difficult period for all involved especially you and so, uh, uh, mostly from Jessica, the most, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thank you. appreciate your honesty and, and hopefully it would help people understand. Like for me, I don't get anxiety, but hopefully people uh, will help people navigate someone else in their life that likely does have it. And, you know, Kimmon has it. And I think being a friend with you 
has helped me navigate that relationship with Kimmon. And I think that some of his drug use is linked to some of, of anxiety, um, yeah. which, mm-hmm. you know, now he's able to seek professional help to navigate that, which is really wonderful. So um, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, please uh, like and review and share and uh, give us any comments, show us some love and keep coming back. Thanks for spending time with us. We hope this story has helped you better navigate yours. Don't forget to subscribe so we can meet you here next time. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love by rating or reviewing. Need more support? Join our online community by visiting us at boyproblemspod.com. Whatever you do, keep coming back. We're not licensed professionals. We're here to share our lived experience. So take what resonates and leave what doesn't.